episode two. Uh, today we're going to explore Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the Lenten season. For those of you who are not familiar, uh, Lent is the season that leads up to Easter. And throughout that time, we explored different stories of Jesus leading up to his execution by the state on the cross. Um, so... Yeah, Ash Wednesday was yesterday, but we're gonna still reflect on that now. Welcome to the Gumberza podcast, where we explore the intersections of social justice, faith, and action. I hope this helps us continue growing and serving God by serving the people. I am your host, Janelle. Here's things that may be new to you. Alright, so listeners, thank you for your patience. I'm still trying to figure out the rhythm of these podcasts, when to record, um, if I feel like recording. I know it's not about that. It's about discipline, right? Speaking of discipline, uh, Lent is one of those times when we, as people of faith or as spiritual people, take the time to intentionally reflect on what disciplines we want to take up and things that we want to uh, shed during this time of Lent things that will help us be more spiritually mature, things that will help us center and ground ourselves, things that will help refuel us for the struggle. So this is basically what Lent is meant to do. And um, it's a way for us to come together and do this as community as well. So that's why there's this set time for when to do these things. I feel like Christianity, at least here in the U.S., and especially in the Bay Area, is not very strong in terms of doing collective uh, spiritual disciplines. You know, um, people of other faiths are really good at it, uh, especially Muslim folks, especially Jewish folks, but Christians, I think that we um, could benefit by being able to do this more powerfully in our collective uh, communities. Did I say collective hella times? Anyway, so I wanted to reflect a little bit about uh, Ash Wednesday. And as I said, for those of you who don't know Ash Wednesday, it's kind of the kickoff day for Lent. It's a very somber time. It's meant to be a somber time because it's a time where we remember our mortality. We remember that our lives are not um, infinite. We remember that our lives here on earth have a um, due date to them. Um, and because of that, it's not necessarily a time of us to get stuck in depression about it and necessarily feel hopelessness about it. Uh, but it is a time of reflection where we are called to be more mindful of how we spend our time, uh, how we spend our lives, what we point our lives towards, and also what we allow into our lives as well. Um, it's a time where we remember that we are just dust. So the reading for Ash Wednesday today, I'm going to read it real quick. This is from the Common English Bible, and um, it is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 verses 1 through 6 and then verses 16 through 21. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. 
Whenever you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may get praise from people. I assure you, that's the only reward they'll get. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may give to the poor in secret. Your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't be like hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people will see them. I assure you, that's the only reward they'll get. But when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your father who is present in that secret place. Your father who sees you do in sees what you do in secret will reward you. And when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They distort their faces so people will know they are fasting. I assure you that they have their reward. When you fast, brush your hair and wash your face. Then you won't look like you are fasting to people, but only to your father who is present in that secret place. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. Stop collecting treasures for your own benefit on earth, where moth and rust eat them, and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, collect treasures for yourselves in heaven where moth and rust don't eat them, and where thieves don't break in to steal them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So that's the reading for today. Um, we could talk a bit more about things like um, intention versus impact and things like that because I feel like the scripture reading does have us really reflect on the intentions and the purpose of why we engage in spiritual practices in the first place. Um, but being Ash Wednesday, I think um, there are other things that we could focus on as well. Um, Ash Wednesday in general, you know, as I said, it's a time where we remember our humility and um, it's definitely a time where we remember that we are just dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's part of that practice and it's also something that we say during uh, funerals and memorial services. There are some folks out there that like to say that we are stardust and that is scientifically true. Much of the material that we are made of is stardust. I prefer to say that we are dust because there's something I like about earth. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's something that I really love about Earth. There's something to me that feels really grounding in Earth. And in fact, um, the word humility comes from the word humus, which is um, which means Earth. Um, I, I like that it's about here and now. It's about what is tangible. It is about what is in our immediate reach. It is about... Um, where we walk, where we are every day in our lives. Uh, I really like the fleshiness of us being dust. Um, and when I talk about humility and about being earth, it's not about being a doormat and being underfoot, you know. Um, but it's about to it's it's about being the stuff of life, to be the soil that cultivates good things to be the soil that is open to receiving the nutrients to receiving the things that will allow fertility to happen that will allow things to grow you know um to be reminded that we are dust and that we will return to dust is to be grounded and to be self-aware and to also accept 
where we are in this moment and where we are in the midst of our communities and in our lives. Um, this whole idea of really taking stock of where we put our time, where we put our resources is a good reason for why I don't deal with the political minutiae of U.S. politics. And to be clear, what I really mean is the drama that goes on in the news. My church folks tell me about the drama. Oh, did you hear that this person got this position and that person is now... You know, this oil CEO is now the person who does the environmental stuff, la 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 la, you know, the drama of all that stuff. I feel like um, it's easy for us to get really focused in on that. And I'm not, honestly, I'm not up to date on those kind of things because I feel like it takes a lot of time and energy and a lot of my time and energy, I focus it on um, people around me who are struggling, you know, um, I would rather have us as people of faith focus on uplifting the struggling, uh, versus watching the drama of the oppressors versus watching the drama of the imperialists. Um, now I know that there are ways that we can use that drama to our advantage. You know, we can uh, let them just fight amongst themselves while we continue to build our movement from the grassroots and everything like that um it's necessary for us to know about certain policies and things like that but i'm saying that like u.s media especially the news has us caught up in it every day and that that's that's there's a big difference in that you know if you're exposing yourself to that every day versus whether you're able to expose yourself to people on the ground every day u.s media dominant u.s media has the role of either distracting us or discouraging us. Um, and I say it has a role because I feel like it's intentional, you know. It's intentional that we are distracted. It's intentional that we're discouraged from making change. How can you make change when these two politicians or these two figures way up in the White House are bickering amongst each other, you know? That's not equipping us to make change. So... That's why I feel like as people of faith, we need to focus on uplifting. Jesus didn't spend all his time uh, knowing what the different Pharisees were saying about each other, knowing what the different San Sanhedrin, knowing what the different, you know, Roman officers and leadership were saying amongst each other. He spent his time preaching to the crowds. He spent his time out with the fishermen. He spent his time dining with tax collectors being breaking bread with sinners breaking bread with those who are um, pushed out into the margins of society you know when we talk about even the black panthers you know looking up to them as models for movement models for folks who are doing change in the u.s they didn't spend their time like looking at who was in the White House and getting caught up in the drama of that, they spent their time doing things like breakfast programs, having Sunday schools that taught children how to be empowered and how to love themselves, how to love themselves in their skin, how to love their communities. They spent their time uh, defending themselves from the police. They spent their time protecting each other, you know? And um, 
I think Ash Wednesday is a good time for us to really look at how we are spending our time, what we are feeding our spirits, what we are feeding our souls, and how we continue to inform ourselves politically. It's a good time for us to ask ourselves of this very limited short life that we have, with whom are we spending our time and our lives and our love? And for whom are we spending our time our breath, our resources, our hearts. Who are we spending our very finite lives with? To be, to be dust is to uh, recognize that we, although our lives here and now are mortal, we are an eternal part of creation and the divine. We are an eternal part of God's work of liberation for the people. No matter how long our lives are, if we spend our lives for the uplift of one another, if we spend our lives for the redemption, the healing, the liberation, and the unconditional love of those in our society that are told that they are worthless, then our lives then I feel like we're really cultivating good soil with our lives and with our time here. Being dust is reminding us that we are connected not just to the earth, but to each other. All those who have gone before us have been part of this dust, part of this earth, become part of this world, and we reunite with them again when our lives pass. And I pray that the dust that we cultivate together is fertile for our movement to grow, fertile for um, the kingdom of heaven to be a reality, meaning justice, meaning wholeness, meaning a genuine peace. Now for us to recognize that we are connected doesn't mean that we ignore ourselves. Lent, Ash Wednesday is also a time when we... Um, when we remember the ways that we must love ourselves, we must heal ourselves, we must give ourselves good things um, because, you know, it's imperative for us if we're to do this work of healing and wholeness that it is a whole and complete work, that we are not um, excluded from this work of, um, of goodness, that we're not excluded from this work of um, liberation so anyway I hope that this Ash Wednesday we can remember that and um, also wanted to put out there that um, IWWD or International Working Women's Day is happening in Oakland on Saturday the 9th so I hope that y'all will join folks out there um, we are going to march, but we're also going to have a resource fair. It's our first time doing a resource fair. So head on out there, um, participate and further strengthen in our communities. And also go out there if you are in need of services yourself as well. There's no shame in that. Um, if you're down to give services, you're also worthy of receiving services, you know. Um, 
also wanted to point out that there are a few of us who are heading out to Washington, D.C. in April for April 5th to 7th to participate in Ecumenical Advocacy Days where we're going to advocate on human rights in the Philippines but also join together in our struggles and to learn from each other how we can advocate for um, the liberation of Filipino people and also how that liberation is connected with struggles around the world as well because we don't do this justice work in a vacuum we don't do this healing work in a vacuum we're not isolated we're not in silos and so we're trying to mobilize people to go out to that in April and there's also going to be a summit as well a summit against dictatorship against fascism I will be um, speaking on a panel for one of those days I think it's on the 6th so EAD or ecumenical advocacy days and the summit they're going to overlap but we're all going to be in DC we're all going to take joy in doing this movement work together and also we're going to throw down and make sure that we do things to cut militarism in our world and especially to cut our tax dollars our US tax dollars from being used to hurt others and um, to cutting the lives short of other people. So, um, those are a couple of things I wanted to put out there with you because I didn't want this to just be a conversation. I wanted to also offer, offer opportunities where we can come together face-to-face and where we can do this work. You know, consider these two days uh, training. Consider those two days, IWWD and Washington. Consider those opportunities to deepen the ways that you engage in liberation work. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Take care.